Hello, everybody. Welcome back to today's episode of the Chicago Sports Insider Podcast. Let's start today's episode off. Uh, first off, talking about my absence on Sunday. I had a pretty tough time recording. Usually, I have a tough time finding times to record on Sundays. And then yesterday, I just had uh, something going on that I could not find a time to record at all. Basically, took up my entire day, and I just was not able to uh, to be here to record. So uh, we're back today, and we should be back uh, for a few days here before Friday when I'm no longer, uh, where I'm going to have another problem where I probably will not be able to record that day either. But uh, I'll start off talking about the Bears who were defeated on Sunday 33-22 by the San Francisco 49ers and they are now 3-5 and five on the season. The Bears are Justin Fields probably at his best game as a pro. However, uh, he went 19-427 passing with 175 yards, uh, one touchdown and one interception. He also had a rushing touchdown uh, on the ground. He had 10 carries for 103 yards. So a uh, really nice game from him. Rushing, also a pretty solid game, throwing the ball as well. Uh, running back Khalil Herbert uh, had 23 carries for 72 yards. He did get knocked out early with uh, what seemed to be a concussion. Uh, but overall, Bears did not look too good. They're now going to go 3-5 and five on the season. Uh, they pretty much allowed the 49ers offense to dominate them most of this game. Uh, I feel like it was some. there were some things that were positive. Obviously, Justin Fields looked really good. Uh, no, Khalil Herbert still had a pretty solid first half. That second half uh, for him was not good at all. The Niners sort of figured him out, and then he got hurt. Um, but really, overall, the, the team had only a few positives, uh, but the rest of them were, the rest of everything was pretty much negatives here. Uh, but let's start off with some takeaways from this game. Uh, the first thing, is that obviously Justin Fields is going to be a special quarterback. He showed a lot of uh, a lot of potential in this game. We knew how much potential Justin Fields has to be a very special quarterback with the amount of talent he has. Uh, but this game was probably his best one in the NA- in the NFL so far, especially against a pretty solid uh, defense in the 49ers. For him to play as well as he did, you know, rushing the ball, he looked really good. Uh, he looked you know really poised in the pocket still. So uh, maybe that was something to do with Matt Nagy not being there. I don't know, but uh, either way. Justin Fields definitely looks like he's going to have a lot of potential. Very good day from him. Uh, the next takeaway is that Kyle Shanahan definitely uh, schooled Sean Desai in a way. Uh, the biggest problem for this game for the Bears was defense. The defense was very poor. Uh, they they had just overall a really bad game, whether that's the loss of Khalil Mack, whether that's you know, just anything else. Uh, the defense looked very bad in this game. Uh, Kyle Shanahan definitely looked really good. Uh, uh, Kyle Shanahan had over 450 yards of offense in this game. Uh, now, obviously, without a Khalil Mack as well, they were able to. Uh, the Niners were able to uh, use that run game a lot more. Elijah Mitchell had 18 carries for 137 yards and a touchdown. Uh, so when Khalil Mack isn't there, obviously that running game is going to uh, to be taken down a little bit. Uh, Bears also had no sacks on the game or turnover or turnovers, and they allowed those 30 plus points. Tackling was also a huge issue on that game. They did not look good at all uh, tackling in particular. Uh, next takeaway is that Larry Borum actually looked pretty solid on the offensive line. So the rookie Larry Borum uh, out of Missouri, a former late round pick of the Bears in the 2021 draft, uh, missed some time in the preseason due to a concussion. Then he had a little bit of time in the first week of the season against the Rams after Jason Peters left the game early. Then he left the game early due to an ankle injury as well, and he did not come back for uh for a while until last week. Uh, but this week, we saw him play a little bit, this time at right tackle. And he actually, you know, he had some struggles, uh, but overall, I think he had a pretty nice day. Uh, he only allowed two QB pressures on his 42 snaps in this 
in this one, according to Pro Football Focus. Uh, he did allow one sack to Nick Bosa, but uh, I mean, Nick Bosa, there's a reason he was the second overall pick. There's a reason um, he's considered one of the best edge rushers in the league because he is so good. Um, so you have to be pretty happy with the way he, uh, he looked in this game. And it looks like he probably will be the right tackle for the future going forward here, depending on what's going to happen with Tevin Jenkins once he comes back from his back injury. So uh, right now, I think he had a pretty solid day against the uh, against the 49ers. Then the next thing, uh, next takeaway is that DeAndre Houston Car- Carson has definitely looked very good so far in his stint with the team. Uh, Houston Carson has probably had two back-to-back weeks here where he's looked very strong against the 49ers. I thought him and Roquan Smith were really the only guys in the defense who really showed up uh, and he had a very good game uh, he he was a good tackler he was making a couple of uh, pass uh, pass breakups so I feel like he had a really nice game uh, this game was a very nice one for him as well uh, he did take over in this one uh, well, he didn't take over. Actually, he was uh, he was bat- he was benched for this game uh, with Tayshawn Gibson coming back, but he uh, ended up taking over for Eddie Jackson after he left with a hamstring injury, and he led the team with six tackles. He had one pass deflection. Uh, he showed a lot more hustle than anybody in this Bears secondary this uh, this weekend. So I feel like you know even with that poor defense perfor- defensive performance, DeAndre Houston Carson deserves to take a bigger role in this secondary because so far the secondary, which has been terrible, you have Eddie Jackson, you know, regressing greatly same thing with Tayshawn Gibson Jalen Johnson has not been as uh as good as we were probably hoping he was going to be after those first two dominant weeks um so right now I think if you're going to give anybody a shot in the secondary you've got to let DeAndre Houston Carson uh get a chance next thing is that Matt Nagy Matt Nagy's absence shined a light on the failures of Ryan Pace. Uh, so Chris Tabor took over as the head coach. He was the special teams coordinator. And I feel like he actually called a pretty solid game. Uh, I feel like, you know, there was, there was a couple of moments, a couple of play calls that were not great. But uh, at the same time, uh, he proved that he could be a, I think, a solid play caller for a team that desperately needs a coaching change. Um, but obviously, uh, there was there was obviously some moments that were not were not great. But at the same time, I feel like this talked more about uh, how bad Matt Nagy and Ryan Pace have been as a whole. Uh, I feel like you know Pace has had uh, some some moments where he has not looked great, where he's made some very questionable plays or questionable plays, some questionable moves in the front office here. Uh, and I feel like. Uh, having Ryan Pace sort of uh, still in office has sort of proven how how poorly this team has handled uh, his tenure and how poorly this team has handled certain players with the amount of talented players you have on this team. Uh, I feel like Chris Tabor's strong performance has shown how badly Ryan Pace has handled this team, how Ryan Pace still keeps Matt Nagy around despite a, a very poor 2020 offense, despite the horrible, uh, the horrible, uh, losing streak in 2020 despite the offensive woes so far in uh, 2021 the fact that you no know, Ryan Pace has kept Matt Nagy around you know, with the you know, hope that things are going to turn around I feel like shows how poor he has done uh, with the Bears front office here but the Bears uh, those are some takeaways from their loss to the 49ers the Bears will be playing their next game on Monday night football this week uh, against the Pittsburgh Steelers on the road at Heinz Field the Steelers are four and three coming off of a victory against the Cleveland Browns. So the Bears hopefully are able to uh, regain their footing here against the Steelers team that is uh, looking like somewhat of a fringe playoff team at this point. Uh, now let's turn to the Chicago Bulls who last night defeated the 
beats the Boston Celtics 128 to 114. That's they're now six and one on the season. DeMar DeRozan with an outstanding night, 37 points in 34 minutes. Uh, Io DeSomu off the bench, he put up 14 in 22 minutes. Uh, Zach Levine put up 26 in 38 minutes. So this team uh, really looked very good. They had a deficit going into the final quarter, uh, but they ended up scoring 39 in that final quarter, held Boston only 11 points. That's a pretty tough thing to do with the amount of talent they have on this team. But uh, uh, early in this game, looked pretty sloppy. But after that, this team absolutely took over. Uh, I feel like that they just you know, that twelve and zero run they had early to start the uh, the start the fourth quarter really put this game away and uh, ended up giving the Bulls a uh, good advantage over the Boston Celtics. So the Bulls continue to silence some haters here. Uh, some people who said that they were not uh, as good as people were saying due to the competition they played. Well, they have silenced a lot of people here. Uh, they'll be taking on the 76ers tomorrow in Philadelphia. Uh, the Sixers on the season are currently 5-2. Uh, and two. So uh, they're currently sitting in fourth place in the Eastern Conference right now. The Bulls currently sitting in first place. Uh, so this will be another test for the Bulls. They'll be taking on the Sixers. And then they'll actually be heading home on the on uh, Saturday to take on the Sixers. Uh, so that'll be a back-to-back showcase against the Sixers. And then we'll have the Brooklyn Nets. That's going to be a really fun game. That's going to really test where the Bulls are at right now. They've had some wins over some pretty good teams. or Actually, some very good teams. The Jazz, Celtics, uh, possibly the Sixers here but i feel like the nets they are like the the boss they're like the boss battle here they are the the team to beat even though the record hasn't shown it so far i still think they are easily the most talented team in the nba right now so uh it's really gonna show off where the bulls are at as a team but uh right now uh, i think we should be pretty happy with uh with what the bulls have been able to do so far uh and last night the blackhawks snapped the losing streak at seven games as they defeated the ottawa senators five to one at home uh patrick kane with a hat trick in his first game back since being on the covid 19 list uh he had four points with an assist so those three goals and the assist uh brandon hagel had two goals on the night jonathan taze with three assists dominic kubalik with two assists on the night so a uh, really good night from the blackhawks uh mark andre Flurry would allow 20 would have not would allow one goal on 30 shots uh so very nice night for the Hawks overall I feel like uh this game just looked a lot better obviously the Senators not a great uh great opponent they're three and five on the year but the Hawks uh snap their losing streak they get the first win of the season and uh they will not be the worst team in the NHL for uh for much longer here as the Coyotes are uh, still winless on the season, but uh, hopefully they're able to turn their season around after a huge win against the Senators. The Hawks will be taking on the Carolina Hurricanes tomorrow night at the United Center at 7.30. Uh, Hurricanes, last time the Hawks played them, which was in Raleigh, uh, the Hawks were dominated in that one. It was not a good-looking game. Uh, I believe the final score there, let me pull it up. Uh, I believe that was six, it was a 6-3 to three game. The Hawks did not look great. Uh, gave up a couple goals in that first period and weren't really able to bounce back from it. So uh, if the Hawks are really able to uh, catch some fire here, I think the Carolina Hurricanes would be a good team to start off against as uh, they're currently one of the best teams in the NHL at the moment. So uh, this would be a, uh, a nice way to, uh, to start off a win streak here with a huge win over Ottawa. And the Cubs announced today that they have found their next hitting coach. 
and it is Tampa Bay, uh, and it is a Tampa Bay minor league hitting coordinator, Greg Brown. Uh, the Rays have had a lot of guys or a lot of uh, a lot of staff members become coaches elsewhere uh, due to their you know the the weird ways that they're able to win, uh, the good fundamentals they teach, and uh, the Cubs are able to poach one of those guys. They've gotten Carter Hawkins and uh, Ashan Bukera from uh, from two different organizations, but here uh, Greg Brown. I feel like he's a very nice hire. Uh, Brown spent a couple years with the Marlins in their uh, in his playing days. He only played in the minor leagues from 2003 to 2006, uh, and then he ended up joining the uh, he joined joined the uh, Houston Astros as a scout for South Florida and Puerto Rico. He ended up actually scouting Kike Hernandez and JD Martinez, two key pieces to the Boston Red Sox team. Uh, and then in between his work in Houston, he ended up spending some time uh, as the head coach for the Nova Southeastern University uh, baseball team in Florida, where uh, he ended up having the highest winning percentage, a 680 winning percentage. By uh, That's the highest by any coach in that program's history. Uh, and then he spent some time as the, uh, the Rays minor league hitting coordinator. Now he will head to the Chicago Cubs to become their next hitting coach. So I uh, like the hire by the Cubs. Uh, I think it'll be a nice a nice pickup here. And I will be talking about the Cubs free agent predictions, what I think their free agency is going to look like uh, this in uh, tomorrow's episode. So uh, stay tuned for that. And thank you guys for listening to today's episode. And I'll see you guys tomorrow.